Yes, indeed. We are, as usual, anxiously awaiting your home improvement type of questions, whatever they may be. You can call them in. You can text them in. 651-461-9226. And before we get that underway, Andy Lindis, first of all, good morning. Good morning. What a difference a day makes, huh? Oh, I should say. And it looks like uh, we're we're going up about uh, two degrees an hour. And it can keep we'll going as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> For uh, for quite some time, but Andy, before we w- we really get get underway, I, I wanted to make mention and, and and a big thank you from not only uh, the CCO Radio but our listeners as well with our Let's Kick Hunger campaign and, and the big role that Linda's Construction played has played and does play in in that that uh, great organization that great uh, is deserved to feed our. Our CCO land folks here, and uh, anyway, a big thank you, a big thank. You. A lot of folks don't know what you guys have done, but you've done you've done a, made a, a tremendous contribution to this to this project, and we appreciate that. I know our listeners do too. Well, look what the listeners contributed. That was a that was a pretty fantastic day, and uh, I don't know about you, Denny. It's a pretty easy when you look at the the nuts and bolts of the organization and what ten dollars can do a month. It's pretty easy to to donate to them, and knowing that there's a thirty percent increase in need at the twelve hundred food shelters that Second Harvest works with year over year, um, that's uh, just I think we need to double our efforts, and because I, I think it's something that we can solve and something that we can end. And if I uh, wherever you vote, Democrat, Republican, this is a big F on all of them, as far as I'm concerned. They they all failed. If we have a 30% increase in need at our food shelters year over year, that means something's not going right and they need to fix it. And uh, right now we know that $10 is going to give us 30 meals to our neighbors. So if uh, if you haven't yet, I, I encourage anyone to go to Second Harvest Heartland's website and 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 donate what you can because it's it's needed now more than we have in a long time. Yeah, more than ever. I, I was listening to your comments this past week, and uh, great comments, by the way. I mean, it was just it, very moving. And when you think about the richness of this country and how uh, n- not just people but the, the, the seniors and kids, kids who are beginning you know, their lives uh, learning, how can you learn when you're hungry, when you're starving? I mean, it's it's just, and you said this thirty percent or more increase, and 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 you said another thing that we hear from time to time, but we tend to forget. Your neighbor next door may be smiling and waving as he or she walks outside, but they may be in real trouble, right? And I know we're yeah. getting off on a tangent here, but I think it's something that should be said. We, our area of the world, we 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 sometimes don't wear all of our emotions on the sleeve and aren't as honest as, as maybe we should be. And we can all do a, a really good job of hiding behind our smiles. And um, it's not always peaches and roses. And and you'd be surprised at the, the people that have to go to food shelters just to get the, the proper nutrition. It's not, you know, it can be your next door neighbor. And there's no neighborhood in the Twin Cities metro area that is immune from 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 hunger crisis at times, and like I said, twelve hundred different food shelves that Second Harvest works with. There's a thirty percent increase in need at those food shelves. Um, That's huge. You know, dairy, eggs, things like that uh, are a couple of things that I heard were were really in need. So, 
you know, besides, uh, you know, monetary donations, you can work with your local food shelves. You can look at volunteer opportunities. There's, there's needs everywhere. So I think um, the type of people we are, I, I, I have a feeling that this time next year, at least I'm hopeful that uh, we've made some headway in this. And um, I think Second Harvest is the, the best organization right yeah. now that we can put our money behind uh, to make that happen. Tremendous people. They know how to use those dollars, too. They know exactly how to use them. So it thanks again. A dollar thanks to, as far as anyone. Yep. Thanks to our listeners. Thanks to Linda's Construction. Now, thanks to the weatherman, it looks like uh, you and your crews will get uh, a break in, in uh, some jobs that n- need to be, get finished. I know you do that anyway, but this has got to be a relief from a lot of the crews. Uh, what do you think? What's going to be easier now that we're getting moderator temperatures? We might even hit uh, 40 by midweek. <laughs> Every yesterday it was not a day to work on much of anything. No. You know, when the when it gets as cold as it was a few of these days in the last couple of weeks, it's not a lot happens. And and that's to be expected. You know, on average we have, you know, fourteen to twenty days a year where most everything that we work on on the exterior of the home we shut down. And and a few of those days have happened in the last couple of weeks. But now looking at the extended forecast, there's Pretty much everything is on the table but but roofing. Having said that, there are some instances where roofing just can't be avoided where we have to get up there and, and do some things because of leaks and, and, and other issues that roofs are having. Well, that was going to be my next question. I'm looking at the not only our roof but the neighbors and the with all the amounts of snow on there, what happens if there is an emergency? What, what do you or your crews need to do? Um, we, we have a, 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 a way that we can triage certain projects. And if, if somebody's in need now, we can condition different areas to at least dry it in. And there's different installation techniques that we can use for hand sealing to, to install the roofing as well. It's not a, a, a cheap task. It's not a fast endeavor by, by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a doable thing. And if you have water coming into your attic, that needs to be addressed. Sometimes, most of the time it can be addressed without having to redo the roofing, doable thing. And if you have water coming into your attic, that needs to be addressed. Sometimes, most of the time it can be addressed without having to redo the roofing, but um, that's uh, we're running into this more and more every day. Wow. All right, let's do this. Let's take a quick break here. I'm getting a signal. We should do that very thing. When we come back, we'll uh, start fielding some other questions. If you have any kind of a, any kind of a home improvement question for Andy, by all means, call it in or text it in, 651 651- Four six one nine two two six. It's our home improvement show here on News Talk eight three O WCCO ten above zero right now. Nine nineteen on a Saturday morning. That's Central Time from the cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul. We're in the midst of our home improvement show presented by Linda's Construction. Every Saturday in the nine o'clock hour, we welcome. Any kind of a home improvement question uh, you may have on your mind, you can call it in, you can text it in. Uh, just one number will get you either. And that's 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. Here's one for you, Andy. Uh, a texter says, our wood windows get frost inside when it's negative temp outside. The house humidity level seems to be correct. And do vinyl windows have this issue as well is another question they have. All right, a couple things there. Um, 
most people's, when you have older wood windows, most people's definition of the humidity level being correct is is wrong. And what I mean by that is when it's below zero, I believe the recommendation is under 20%. And that's rarely found in a lot of, uh, in, in a lot of places. Uh, having said that, vinyl windows can still get the, the frost on the inside. In fact, most of them will. Uh, the vast majority of vinyl windows installed and manufactured in America are lesser grade, lower grade windows. So just saying that they're vinyl is a, a loaded question because vinyl windows come from really, really terribly insulated windows to some of the best in the, in the country. As, uh, as Denny, you know, you have some of our, our season guard vinyl windows oh, in yeah. your home. Having said all of that, um, I have a, a variety of different styles and and materials in when it comes to windows and doors installed on, on my home. And the Infinity Window by Marvin still performs the very best as far as keeping the, the room the temperature that it should be. Uh, the the warmer edge on the inside pane of glass because the, the the spacer system that we use and the width of our spacer system and uh, the solar heat gain that we gain and I've never seen frost on any of my Marvin windows and I keep my humidity in the thirty percent range typically in the winter time about thirty five percent and and I I don't seem to have any problems with any of my 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 systems or. Or those those windows. I have some older wood windows that will frost up, um, but uh, typically, if we have some air movement in that room, that's not a problem either. We've talked about this in years past, but uh, specific. Let's talk about those Marvin windows. Uh, they're such great windows. Seasons Guard too. I mean, I love those windows. If I see ever see any condensation, it's usually in what I call my bathroom after a shower, even though I've got the fan on, or mm-hmm. don't sometimes. But that's it. I mean, the, what about glass? I guess my question is, what what, what the the difference in the types of glass that uh, people can get uh, installed, knowingly or not? Uh, how difference? What kind of differences in glass are there? There's a wide variety of of distances and spacer systems. The type of spacer system that's the the system used to seal the two pieces of glass together or three pieces of glass together. And again, you can use double pane, triple pane. You know, the bigger the window, the less of a believer I became in in, in triple pane glass. Just think, uh, you know, at the, in the middle of a, of a large window is when the glass is going to be closest together. And if you have three panes of glass there, I've noticed condensation issues in in those areas because the the thermal transfer that can happen from pane to pane to pane seems to happen faster than if it was a wider spaced double pane system. And then there's all the coatings that you can actually put on the glass itself where different coatings are going to do different things. Like the, the, the low E coating that we're using here in this area of the world is designed as the, the sun gets lower in the horizon as it is in the wintertime, your solar heat gain that you're going to achieve is going to be greater. And in the summertime, as that sun is higher up in the sky, the, the windows are going to do a better job reflecting that sun's energy, not letting it in the house, so making the cooling costs even better. So we try to choose a, a window that gives us the best of both worlds or a glass package that gives us the best of both worlds in this area. I was thinking, too, as I look at this uh, warm-up and the forecast, which is certainly welcome, uh, and our, our questions we have in the last few weeks about ice dams and all the snow and mm-hmm. the leakage and all that that may be occurring, uh, you're probably going to be getting some calls, wouldn't you imagine, this, uh, this coming week about that very thing, given the oh. you know, mid-30s, almost 40? 
For sure. As the, the thaws start to happen here, um, it's going to lead to water standing on roofs. And anytime water is standing on roofs, the potential of leaking is, is, is there. You know, we do our best to seal everything in. But if you have ice dams, and, and again, Denny, we think of the amount of uh, storms that we've had go through here in the last mm, decade. And the amount of storm work that's been completed and stormers from, you know, all around the country that come in and do roofs as as they're needed. You know, we, we can't take on 50,000 roofs ourselves and, and not everyone is going to go for the best of the best materials. So there's been, you know, a lot of, I don't want to say shoddy work, but work that I wouldn't sell to a homeowner and materials that I wouldn't use and lack thereof of materials uh, on projects. We, we see this on a regular basis. And those are the roofs that we're finding that are leaking into the attic or having come through, you know, various openings, there's vents leaking anywhere that you're finding because they don't consider the, the whole system as a whole. And one thing that we want to do every time we're looking at somebody's roof, we're going to talk to you about your insulation, your ventilation, at least try to put all that on paper to make sure that we're we're not harming anything and and we're giving this the best chance to never leak when when we're putting a I don't know a fifty year warranty on everything now Denny um, we're going to take a lot of different steps to make sure that twenty five years from now we're not having issues. It's kind of a, of a lengthy uh, text here, Andy, about uh, insul- speaking of insulation. Uh, do you does Lindis that's what they mean? Do you find? In newer homes, they don't say what vintage, but newer homes lack insulation, even newer built homes, I guess is their question. Yes, and I can tell you if uh, you're, you're finding parts of your home to be uncomfortable, if if you're, you're feeling cold air come through anywhere, chances are, no matter how new your home, there's an issue going on with, with something. And... Um, there's there's a reason why, you know, again, we're talking about homes that are 20 years old now, but those homes built in the early 2000s have uh, been a big part of our business for the last decade. So a lot of those places didn't have maybe as much insulation as I would put in. They used a lower grade materials when it comes to your roofing, siding, and windows. So that has led to cold, um, inefficient homes. And so we're working on those homes on those types of homes on a regular basis. Having said that, I've been in homes that are two, three years old that I have no idea how they, they pass inspection when you get in the attic and, and, and you start to ask yourself some questions. But, you know, those are those are getting rarer and rarer. I think the new construction and the way our buildings are inspected now are markedly better than it was in the, you know, early 2000s. Oh, good. Good to hear. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Any kind of a home improvement question you may have this morning for Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction, six five one four six one nine two two six. Listener wants you to explain what you've called in the past the stack effect. Oh, um this is where where people make some mistakes with replacing windows at times because they think it's their window's fault because they're feeling a draft come out of their trim. What's happening is the pressure as it gets colder can, and if you have air movement from your attic into your walls, if that air is allowed to move freely because it's not sealed up properly, it's going to actually start to pull that air from your attic down the walls and into your home. That's where the drafts are coming out of your outlets, your trim, um, around windows, things of that nature. Anywhere that it can escape, 
It will. And people do all sorts of things to try to seal up those areas in the walls, thinking it's the wall's fault, and it has nothing to do with the wall. It's getting up in your attic and sealing that top plate. And if people knew the you know, amount of dust and and it could be mold, it could be all sorts of different critters that have been running around your attic leaving leaving their droppings, that that air is traveling through before it gets into your home as basically a giant filter, then I, I think we'd we'd when we felt those things we'd inspect it immediately. Because I know that's that's the first thing I think of when I feel those types of drafts in homes. Is I gotta see what's up in the attic and Boy, oh boy, I hope it's uh, not bringing in really bad air right now. Yeah, I think to most of us homeowners, I mean, it's, it's kind of counter, counterintuitive. You think if you have a, a wall plate that's down near the floor and you hold your hand out there and you feel the draft, you think, hey, this has got to be coming from, now it might, but, but it's got to be coming from the outside wall, but not necessarily at all. It's amazing no. how it can travel down there. It is, it is, and... You know, now you got cold air. If there's anything warm inside the wall, it can lead to condensation there. As that that, that cold air hits a warm surface, you're going to get some condensation. So it could be mold in the walls. It could lead to electrical issues. It could be a bunch of different things. It's when you have drafts coming through the wall, it should be taken serious enough that it's at least inspected and you, and you try to figure out why it's happening. Right. All right, Andy, hang on. We're going to have a look at that warm-up of a forecast, and then we have about another half hour of the show to go. So don't go away. Don't give up. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, we welcome yours, either by phone or by text. Here's that one number to get you either, 651-461-9226. More home improvement talk here straight ahead on News Talk 830 WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show here every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour. Thanks to our good friends at Lindis Construction. Uh, Andy Lindis is answering those questions as usual. And, Andy, I want to give that phone number for folks that might uh, want to get in touch with Lindis for whatever uh, reason. Uh, maybe they want some, uh, some new roofing this year or maybe a deck. Uh, whatever the case may be, 844-9-LINDIS, easiest number to remember, 844-9-LINDIS. Or you can always check them out at lindusconstruction.com. That's L-I-N-D-U-S. Andy, we have callers, we have textures. I'm going to put you back to work here. Let's uh, head to River Falls. I think Tom is, has uh, been waiting there with a question. Thanks for waiting, Tom. What's your question for Andy? Well, thank you. Uh, my question is, in 1991, I put an addition onto my house, and I bought Anderson Series 400 casement windows. Uh, the last few winters, I've noticed that they're getting frost on the inside. I called Anderson Windows, and they sent somebody out to take a look at them, and he said what has happened is the glass has collapsed. And I have 10 of those windows, and he said it would cost me around $1,000 per window. Uh, what is my recourse? Uh, they said this guy that Anderson's told was told to come out and look at him said that what I'd have to do is replace all the panes, and that was at $1,000. Do they have something where you could 
bore a little hole and shoot some gas in there to to blow up the pain so that they don't touch or whatever. I'll mm. stop talking and start listening. Okay, Tom, thanks. You know, um, by the time you take apart the sash and send it back to the window factory and have it all resealed and everything, it's it's probably more cost-effective to to get the new glass pack at $1,000 per window. Um, if that includes all your installation and everything, I think it's a deal. 1991 is over 30 years ago and and uh i'm guessing that the the warranty is is no longer valid on 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 that in fact most manufacturers around the country probably wouldn't even send somebody out it's uh my my experience so that's one of the nice parts uh you know especially that's one of the nice when you go to the upper end of all the manufacturers, one of the key things he said, he had the Anderson 400 series windows, which is a, a fantastic window. It's like the the ultimate window by Marvin, which is, is my favorite window. Any one of those windows, it's top of the line with both those manufacturers, it's going to be a great window. And we're talking about something that's over 30 years old that, you know, those windows are probably to get replaced in for with a, a brand new Anderson 400 series windows. You're probably talking about a... Thirty, forty thousand dollar project, and now it's looking like a ten thousand dollar repair. That's that's. I would look at it as a positive, possibly, and and that's what happens with windows over time, and that's why it's it's why I do my best to try to source the best glass packs, the best warranties, and the best materials, and uh, and and why we we typically go with the the Infinity Window by Marvin, and and go from there. But, Good windows, it's like anything else, I guess. Uh, you would say usually uh, you get what you pay for. Absolutely. Yeah. Here's our phone number if you want to call in your home improvement question like Tom did or if you'd rather just uh, shoot us a text like other folks are doing, 651-461-9226. Here's an ice dam question. Can you use calcium chloride uh, on ice dams? If you do, how do you use it? You know, um, they've they've made the pucks that you can throw up on your roof. Those are not as effective as you think they're going to be. Uh, I've I've had people take some netting and and put the normal um, calcium chloride in, into some netting and throw that up onto the roof. Uh, get up there and sprinkle some areas. And just, what you're trying to do, where it's effective, is if you've gotten the snow off and now you have ice that you're trying to remove, or you're trying to make a channel in the ice for the water to drink. This is where the calcium chloride can can be helpful. If you're just all going up there willy nilly throwing a bunch of 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 of, of things up into a snowbank up there, it's not going to be as effective, or it won't be effective at all, or not not just as effective. It won't be. It, it, you're not going to get any results typically with that. So removing of the snow and using those types of products to try to get a channel in the ice for the water to drain off the roof that that'd be the plan. You know, there's some talk, and I mentioned it earlier this morning. Uh, we've had so much snow in this part of uh, these parts of CCO land that mm-hmm. we could have uh, flood issues. And I don't mean floods; I'm talking about your basement uh, or a wet basement, or, or you know, certainly things like that. We haven't really approached that area yet because we'll get moderating temperatures this week. But that could be a concern, could it not? Absolutely. Um, the the more snow that uh, is on the ground, the more wet basement calls 
we're going to be uh, receiving in the wintertime, whether that's because the, the downspouts aren't draining properly, gutters are frozen solid, and, and water's overflowing that, they have basement issues, and uh, their sub pumps are frozen. There's going to be a lot of different issues that happen to wet basements in the spring. So I think uh, if you've had issues in the past and you know, trying to take steps ahead of time to um, eliminate that from happening is a, a very good idea. And making sure your downswells are free and clear as fast as you can, that your extensions didn't get knocked off or crushed in the snow. And you know, all those things are really easily fixable and way less expensive than you know sometimes thousands of dollars worth of damage that water can cause in your basement. I'm looking at uh, this listener's uh, problem. Wow. Uh, I'll just uh, give it to you. I have a large, he or she says, high-pitched roof with a valley and skylight. I had water start coming through the ceiling on the walkout level, not the main level, on Wednesday. Now I'm cutting about, getting about 30 gallons of water a day in my buckets. We have esteemed what little area there was, but cannot reach the roof high enough to get all the snow. What are your thoughts? about that problem well if they're getting the area that's leaking free and clear um you should be able to start to discover why it's leaking and and if you can figure that out hopefully you can seal that up and, and stop that from happening if you are having a hard time getting to an area of the roof that's leaking um don't stretch your equipment to its very limit that's when it fails ladders aren't meant to be strung out to the last rung and and stood on at the last rung either and and i see that happening way too often especially on the the higher pitch areas it might be time to get a, a professional service involved and and start to do some discovery on why this is happening 30 gallons of water a day denny is oh that's a lot man that's a I lot i can't a lot. imagine that yeah all right um Good luck with that. Let's uh, grab another phone call. Let's see who it is. Lee is calling in from Blaine this morning. Lee, thank you. What is your question for Andy Lindis? Hi, Andy. I heard you talk about pest control uh, in, in the ceilings. I've had Terminex out. I've had three other companies out in the last three years. And at night, I can hear something going up there, sometimes some pretty loud bangs. And I'm wondering what pest control company you use. Well, or if I, um, you can do that, I've have not used a um, a, a pest control company. I, I have used a a local fella that uh, just does some spraying on the side for like box elder bugs and and the Asian beetles. But for me, when it comes to rodent control, I've had really good luck with those those. They're like a high pitched uh, speaker that you can plug into different outlets. In the areas that I've had uh, squirrel or or mice issues, and then I use a peppermint essential oil on rags that I throw liberally into all of my attic spaces. When I say liberally, um, I'm going to go through a, a a lot of essential oil. So don't go get that expensive stuff. Try to find the 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 cheap stuff or any type of peppermint oil or minty type smell that the, the seems to be a really good deterrent for um for those uh the, our rodent friends and i've had really good luck keeping them all the attic now bangs aren't something that typically are rodent related that's usually expansion and contraction related when you're hearing big bangs the the clawing and the running that's going to be more your rodents but bangs typically aren't rodent problems 
No, that that's that's a cold weather problem. I mean, I, mm-hmm. we have heard it in years past. In this house, you get sub-zero temperatures. What do we have here in the Twin Cities? 14, 15 below the other night. And I read some other comments from folks about hearing <laughs> hearing that same noise. You're right. Uh, squirrels or mice don't make that kind of noise. It, Not it typically. Is, uh, it is that sub-zero temp. I don't know. Is that the wood kind of expanding and contracting? Is that it? It could be any of the materials. Just think of the 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 zero temp. I don't know. Is that the wood kind of expanding and contracting? Is that it? It could be any of the materials. Just think of the 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 wide variety of building materials that are in your home. All of them have different expansion and contraction rates, and it's not that what what happens is pressure you know gets built up, and eventually it has to something has to give and move, and that's where the popping comes in. And you know, as the you hear it a lot more on these crazy cold nights than at any other time in the year. Hang on, Andy. We'll take a quick break here and invite our listeners to join in. We have a bunch of other text messages we can uh, field here when we come back. Uh, Right now in the Twin Cities, the official temp is 10. That's above. We're heading for a high today and again tomorrow, for that matter, near 32 degrees. Stay with us here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. And again, good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show presented by Linda's Construction. Every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour, welcoming your home improvement type of questions, either by phone or by text at 651-461-9226. We'll also get you the Linda's Construction phone number before Andy takes his leave today as well. Andy Linda's answering those questions today. We still have a bunch more. We'll see how many we can accomplish here, Andy, in the time remaining uh, can, you, uh, can you comment, this texture says, on Class 4 lifetime shingles? This texture has been told that you can get a 30% reduction on property insurance. Have you heard anything like that, Andy? You know, uh, the reduction in your um, your insurance bill is going to be pretty specific to the insurance company. Most of them give a discount when you go to a Class 4 shingle. And this has been... Um, Something we've been been trying to drive behind for a long time. I I I don't see any reason why all roofing shouldn't be class four. I just uh, get sick and tired of seeing you know a roof go into a dumpster for the second time in a decade, and then we replace it with a class four. And I had oh 250 class four roofs that were inspected last year after some pretty big hail came through, and that that all passed inspection, where they did not need a new roof. So I'm I'm a believer in in the class four shingles. Um, our our bottom line shingle that we use is something called Armor Shield. And that's the uh, that's as that as inexpensive as a class four shingle as we can get. And then our our best shingle is still the the Glenwood shingle, and that's the only shingle that I have yet to see any damage done by hail ever in wow. the the history of us installing it. So. Most insurance companies are going to give you a discount. Uh, Fifteen to thirty percent is somewhere in there, typically, and all depends on the way your insurance policy is written and 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 what company you use. But you should definitely, if you're getting that installed, you should bring it up to your insurance company immediately. Sure, makes sense. This texture, Andy said, I bought a house this year, and the siding is brick face. There are several cracks running from the bottom to the top. Do I need to worry about? 
Um, you know, if if it's the that that full brick that's screwed on, probably not. Although it can lead to that that brick failing as far as the the leaking into your house, depending on the underlayment how it's installed underneath that, um, is going to determine that, and should be easily found out. I don't know how old this brick is, or if you're just seeing bricks in in the the full mortar joints. But uh, when see people say brick face, I'm 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 thinking it's the the fake half brick that's screwed on not a, a full brick home. You've commented from time to time that you have a wood foundation. And uh, either personal experience or what you've heard from others, how sturdy, how, how stable are those? Because, you know, you and I, and we've talked with Jesse Treble, <clears throat> excuse me, about, uh, about bowed walls and mm-hmm. cracks and plaster and things like that. How stable has that, uh, that uh, basement been of yours? As stable as they come. Um, I've never had an issue with any property that we've installed a, a wood basement on. And uh, as far as moisture control, um, steadiness of the foundation, being able to get the whole house to work together, we've had really good luck with that. And I think Jesse kind of says says along the, the same lines. There's a lot of different good basement systems that you can install, but uh, I've had really good luck with our, our wood basement system. And when it comes to finishing off the inside and running your electrical and all, all of that, that makes it so much easier. That's, that's neat. Here's the one that uh, you, we've kind of talked about before. Can the sill plate contribute to drafts even if the attic is properly insulated and sealed? Ab- absolutely. That that same thing with uh, the, the stack effect happening can happen there. We're going to bring in outside air up your foundation if if that's not sealed properly everything works together and another caller or texter was asking too about the the cold air being you know denser and 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 sinking yes but that's happening because of the air that's escaping your conditioned areas if warm air can get into your attic this is where attic air sealing is more important than adding insulation to anything if you can get that attic air sealed properly where the, the warm air can't escape into it, it's not going to push that cold air down the walls. And and when that starts happening, that's is when the, that vicious cycle of stack effect is going to continue as we have colder temperatures outside. And, and, and our houses are sealed up, too. We're, you know, we're not opening up doors and windows nearly as much as we were when, uh, when it's nicer out when it's 19 below. So every, air is looking to try to come in from other places. And that's why I say that pressure changes. It's, it's trying to pull air from somewhere, and it's going to pull from the weakest spot it can find. What about air exchangers, Andy? Is that is that code? Is that uh, typical? Is that put into all new construction, and has it been so for a while? And, you know, it all depends on uh, the HVAC system that, that is there. But uh, as long as those things are set properly, then you're going to be just fine. Um, the air exchange systems, when when not set properly, can lead to problems. Or if you have uh, the, the system that we run into the most problems with, Denny, are those... April air type systems or whole home humidifiers that uh, people sometimes don't even realize that they have and they're set at like 60% and then they're wondering why they're having so many moisture issues. Um, that's why. And those those should be adjusted from the seasons, not just uh, set for the, there's no one setting for the entire year. They can be awesome when, 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 when maintained properly and, and ran properly, but more often than not, uh, I, uh, just tell people to keep them off because they're causing more harm than good. And again, uh, folks want to know what 
humidity level at this time of year should our home be set at? It's going to depend on the outdoor temperature. If it's below zero, it's it's below 20% is what they recommend. Me personally, I keep mine at 35% for most of the year and we'll crank it up to the 45% range sooner or later here. And I have no issues, but I'm very cognizant of the type of building materials that are in my home that can handle that that type of humidity. And so I know how my home works. Having said that, when I see people having problems, it's when it's over that 45% range. Typically, yeah. when I when I walk into a house that has really bad moisture issues, it's 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 through the roof. And um, if you can run your bath fans, your kitchen fan, your brown vents when they're supposed to, try to get that that warm, humid air out of your home instead of up into your building materials. That can go a long ways. Oh, and, but my dehumidifier right. is more important in the winter than the summer, Denny. Andy, we got a fly. Always a pleasure. Thanks for your help, and let's do this again next week. Uh, Sounds good, buddy. Thank you. All right. Thanks again for Linda's construction's help on Let's Kick Hunger as well. Right now in the Twin Cities, 10 degrees. That's above zero, heading for a high both today and tomorrow of 32. Denny Long, thanking you for your company.